Hey guys, it's Lynn right here with you on Seriously. I'm coming to you most days from right here at anchor.fm front slash seriously. Or, uh, I can't believe I gotta tell you this again, but why not? Make sure you add me to your podcast app on your smartphone. That way you don't miss out on all the new episodes on the segments that we do. So, today we're gonna talk about something that I... I think it's a common theme that you guys will understand. And I know for a lot of you, when you look at the podcast episode, you're like, total health and wellness. I don't understand what agriculture has to do with that or what a rant. When I talk about total health and wellness, it's only, it's only right to talk about agriculture and how it affects your life because you need to be aware of the things that affect your life and how can you be totally healthy? How can your well-being be sustained? How can you be, again, totally healthy without knowing and making well-informed decisions on the things that you put in your body, the things that you put in your homes, the things that you put into your minds? So that's why I do the segments that I do. So I just wanted to put that out there really quick. But... In today's episode of Let's Talk Ag, I want to talk about misconceptions. And I want to talk about how, in some respects, you can see, albeit when people have, you know, oh God, I hate to say that people are doing things to destroy, but um, I could give you a good litany of examples of how people will do anything to destroy um, a person a program, uh, an industry, but misconceptions are huge. So let's get to it. So in today's episode, let's talk ag. I want to talk to you, like I said, about misconceptions and in, and maybe you guys have heard about this list called the dirty dozen. Uh, in my household, the dirty dozen means, uh, a dozen of donuts that have fallen on the ground. I mean, I know that's a shameless, shameless attempt at humor, but it's the truth because we don't really eat donuts here. So when they come in the house and it's the good ones, holy Jesus, it is like a fight. You know, the fight is on. Who's going to get the donuts first? But I digress. But the Dirty Dozen is a list that has was produced by an organization called the EWG or the Environmental Working Group. This is a group who uh, I guess I could say watchdog. They're they're a group that is um and I'm I'm going to say this first and foremost, I really do believe that when they put together this group and their ideals, they really had the purest of intentions. But sometimes, even me, when you have the purest of intentions and you want to do something so badly, sometimes you get caught up in your own hype. And you get caught up in not really being authentic and honest and truthful on things. And this is where these organizations get there. Um, so with the Environmental Working Group, they came out. And they this goes back as far as 1994, 95-ish. Um, they say they didn't come out until 2004 with this list, but that's a bunch of bug kiss because you can search the Google or my other boyfriend, as Rick says, uh, to find out this information. And I want you all, I'm going to encourage you all to look up the EWG, the environmental working group. And I want you to read 
about what they do. Again, I think the premise of what they were trying to do, I think it's admirable because you need watchdogs. You need people to keep your shit accountable and you need people to kind of keep you in check. So you aspire to do better, to want more, to do more. But when those people actually take a turn and instead of working with you, they undermine you and try to destroy you, that's where the problem lies. Now, with this Dirty Dozen, there were lots and lots of cases where their information was debunked. But they know how, like a lot of environmental groups or activists, I don't want to say groups because I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole, I don't want to lump everybody into one group because I really do believe there's a lot of environmental groups out there who are doing the right thing, who are very sound mind and you know making sure that all the information is out there not just good or you know not just what promotes them but promotes the whole thing that they're really trying to make a change for so there was something that I got the other day and I wanted to share this with you because I thought it was so interesting and in, in regards to this dirty dozen list and when you search this list out I'm going to tell you something. I have friends who live by this list. Like they're like, oh my God, I can't, I just can't eat conventional. First of all, if you say conventional agriculture to me, I probably will fall down and just like scream because agriculture is agriculture. Farming practices, when you talk about conventional ag versus organic, um, what isn't organic about farming? In organic farming, they use pesticides. You know, there really isn't a whole lot of difference. I'm going to say it. People are going to get pissed off. But it's niche marketing. Organic is niche marketing. This is a time for, uh, and I want you to go look at the difference between organic produce and conventional. I hate that word. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But I can't say normal because that doesn't work. Let's, how about you guys? Let's, let's work on it together. Let's figure out a better word. Okay. But anyway, I'm going on, I'm going off on a tangent and this isn't rant. This is let's talk ag. So there's a, there's a website called safefruitsandveggies.com, and it's a really good resource. And again, when you read these things, you need to read it with an open mind and then go search out your information. And you're probably going, Lynn, I don't have fucking time to do that. Well, but you do and you should because instead of searching on Instagram and watching cute like cat videos, you could be really finding this shit out and educating yourself. So they started talking about um, the Dirty Dozen and environmental working groups residue claims. Now, there are... How can I put this? So, and I'm going to say the word again, conventional. Ugh, hate it. I, I promise I'll stop like retching every time I say it. But so there is this misconception that there is, um, you know, massive amounts of pesticide residues on conventional farming versus organic. And that, um, you know, the conventional farming will like, we're all going to die. It's not the case, friends. Not the case. 
So the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, and also the USDA, they're charged with doing testing. That's their gig. They make sure everybody's in compliance because we're making sure, and I say we, meaning these agencies, are making sure that you have a safe, reliable food source in the grocery store that you can have. Now, how do I put this? Um, Okay, so I'm going to read something to you, and I, I want you guys to really take this in. A recent review of residue sampling data published in Forbes magazine provides a perspective that might clarify how low residues are on all produce, organic and conventional. Now, EWG wants everybody to eat organic, okay? Because there's literally no residues on organic. I want you to remember that. I'm going to say it to you again. Environmental Working Group tells you you should eat only organic and not conventional because of the residues you will find on produce, okay? Just go, go, stay with me here. Now, USDA, their pesticide data program, they found 76% of the residues detected on conventional apples and strawberries were so low that they would not meet the standard for residue levels under the organic label. I'm sorry, what, 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 what was that again? Let's go over this. 76% of the residues detected on conventional apples and strawberries were so low they would meet the standards for residue levels under the organic label. Uh, boom. So tell me why we're paying more for organic apples and strawberries if the concern is residue levels and conventional, God, I hate that, is meets the same standards as organic. Okay, hold on to your pants, kids, because we're going to go even deeper. For conventional spinach, 80% of the detected residues would meet the residue level level standard for organic. Okay, so again, you have another commodity, you have another product, you have another item that it meets the residue level standard for organic. So again, you have conventional organic. Why is one being said that it's better than the other? Because of, you know, residues. But clearly, the data shows that it's exactly the same. So, and these these standards are rigorous. I mean, trust me, they don't. They, they don't screw around when it comes to reporting. And trust me, if the government can hit you with a fine, they're going to do it, right? So the USDA National Organic Standards Program deems it acceptable for organic produce to have synthetic residues that are less than 5% of the EPA-established safety levels. Um, okay, so you've got those established levels, and conventional produce... Is meeting that. Hmm. Okay. Hold on. Wait, there's more. So, you know, I get it. There's, there's, you know, you've got this dirty dozen list. The EWG comes out. They have the, oh no, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And you get confused because you're like, well, wait a minute. These guys over here are saying 
only eat organic because they're safer and you know all that then you come over here to the people who are testing and no offense they are going to get you six ways a Sunday if you're even a smidge off on your residue levels and they're saying conventional produce meets the same or below levels as organic produce oh god it's, this is hurting my brain this is so hurting my brain so as a consumer are you let's go back are most consumers going to be concerned with this because you know if you're like me you go and you're like yeah I'm not gonna pay that much for a bag of salad but over here it's not organic and I'm gonna buy this I have long had a belief that organic was just really great marketing um, because I know the practices of a lot of our farmers. I know what goes into growing a crop. I know and understand what needs to take place. And I also know that the people that are working to grow our produce have to abide by all the rules and regulations that are set forth that I just talked about. That's not to say that organic produce, organic has its place. Now, when you do organic growing, mass produce, not when I, okay, I'm going to be very honest. When I think organic, I think of like my friend Deb at M&M Farms, who she has a holistic approach to growing her fruits and vegetables. That to me is organic. You're not using all the pesticides. If you have a, a booming tomato plant that you get all those wonderful beefsteak tomatoes on, awesome. You put like a Job's little stick in there, boom, it goes. But when you are doing, you know, you're you're growing for the masses, you have a volume to meet, it's not exactly, you know, you, you can't really meet the demand if you're just kind of going, well, I hope it works, you know. Growing for your family of five people or four people is much different than growing for consumers. So I want you guys to think about that too. But most importantly, I want you to make informed decisions. I don't want you to be emotionally bullied into buying one product or the other because someone has told you that one way of farming is better than the other. Each each way has pros and cons. What I want you to do is I want you to have an informed decision. I want you to go search up EWG, Environmental Working Group. I want you to check out, you know, the information that I gave you today, safe fruits and veggies. I don't ever want you to take my word as gospel because it is just my opinion. And it's the information that I have gleaned over the years of working with People in the industry being able to see and understand and know and collect information to help me make informed decisions. Are there things that I buy that are organic? Absolutely. Because there's a certain taste. I go by taste. I don't go by how it's farmed. I go by price because, let's face it, I don't, I mean, it. we're talking... We're on bare bones budget here. But I do enjoy having the availability of a choice. And again, that's what it comes down to. The availability of a choice. 
not because I'm being emotionally bullied into buying organic produce because if I don't, I'm a bad mom and I'm poisoning my kids. No, that's not okay. But if you heard that, that would make you change your tune, right? Just saying. I mean, honestly, agriculture needs to get a fucking clue and get their own Sarah McLaughlin and show farmers losing their shit. And I don't mean having a, like, bitch fit. I mean, losing their homes, losing everything, losing, you know, and have that, have someone come in singing in in behind it, that tune, like the, like the animals, the Humane Society video. Because every time I hear Sarah McLaughlin on the radio, I'm thinking, I, I need to send, like, $5 to my local pet shelter. Holy crap, that's the best marketing. I'm getting way off topic. Search out your answers. Don't be emotionally bullied into buying something, into breaking the bank. They don't call Whole Foods Whole Paycheck for nothing. They do have some good shit. I'm not going to lie. I love going into Whole Foods. But I can't get behind, you know, an all-organic diet. And I will never buy free-range chicken. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. So I've ranted enough. And I just want you all to be better informed. And again, thank you so much for sticking with me today on another episode of Let's Talk Ag. Again, we all deserve choices. We need all facets of agriculture, but we need honest, open dialogues about why we make the purchases we do, why we need to have certain things. You should never be emotionally bullied into doing something Because you've been told it's the right thing. Make the choices for you. And I'm going to close with this as I always do. Don't ever talk bad about a farmer with your mouth full while you're sitting in your home looking at your cell phone. Because you would not have any of that shit if it wasn't for agriculture. All right, guys. Thanks again. I love all your comments. Keep them coming. If you like it, give a thumbs up. If you love it, make sure you share it with your friends because I want to grow this conversation and start spreading the word. Thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.